Good evening, everyone. My name is Nancy. I'm a grateful, abstaining, compulsive overeater. I have been apt, have a current abstinence of eight years, and I've given away almost 80 pounds. I'm working really hard to do that. I first came into the program in 1975, and I we did Gracie Fed. I got really active and really involved, and I lost 183 pounds in about eight months. It was it a healthy diet. I have spent a lot of time recovering from that, but I got it done, and it was okay. Um, I came to program because I was over three. I was 383 pounds, and I wanted to get married and have children. And I had tried everything else. I had done every diet possibly known to man. The pregnant woman's urine shots and the amphetamines and the barbiturates and anything else that you can think of that they said would make you lose weight. Weight Watchers a million and four times. I used to play with the scale. If I went in and I lost two pounds, then I'd go eat a piece of pie. I just, I could not get it through my head that what I put in my mouth ended up on my hips. For a long time, I didn't understand. Um... But I finally, I finally just, I, a, a family, I watched a family member lose 80 pounds over a period of time, and I thought, if she can do it, I can do it. And I finally got up well, at 3 Um, I finally got the courage to, uh, to uh, ask her how she did it, and she said, she told me, well, there's a program you can do, but you have to believe in God. Well, I had always believed in God, so that wasn't hard for me. But I, um, I, she said, well, you have to come to a meeting, and the meeting's on Thursday night. Well, one of my favorite television programs was on Thursday night, and I didn't want that. I didn't want to give that up. But I thought, well, her, the fact that she had done this and I had watched her do it was important enough, so I went. And I never watched that program again, as I was busy every every Thursday night after that. Um, I got really involved. I met a man. We got married, and he said, you don't have to go to those meetings anymore. And since I had turned my life and will over to Carrie Howard, as I understood him, I didn't go anymore. I didn't have to. Well, as you know, when you quit working the program and you quit abstaining and you decide that you can eat whatever the heck you want when you want, the weight comes right back on, and it did. I had two children and gained, I was back up to over 350 pounds in no time. I divorced my husband. I tried to go back to program years ago, and we lived in a little town on the edge of California called Morro Bay, and there was two little lanes that had a meeting around the corner, and I they came in, we come in together. Between the two of them, they had about 35 years of abstinence and over 40 years of sobriety, and they read the books to each other, and that's how I got to that meeting. I was more supported in my life because I didn't get it. I didn't understand what a gift God was giving me with those ladies. Anyway, I kept, I tried to come back, and I tried to come back. I finally divorced my husband. In 1990, I came back. I went to Howe for a while. I was very successful there. But it didn't last because I didn't ever work the program. I would do what I had to do to get by. If my sponsor said read chapter whatever and write something, I would do. 
I would read that chapter and write, and that's all I would. I never got involved in doing any work. I just didn't. It wasn't that I, I, I just guess I didn't think I had to or whatever it was, but I didn't do it. And as a result, the program didn't work for me. You know, I couldn't keep the weight off because it didn't keep coming back. So eventually, I ended up back at 350-some-odd pounds, and I moved in next to my best girlfriend in the world, and she kicked me in the behind. I had met her in program years earlier. She kicked me in the behind and said, you're coming to me with me, and I kicked and screamed and carried on, but I went. I eventually found a sponsor, and I lost 100 pounds, and I still wasn't. I only did what, what I was told to do. I didn't do anything more. I didn't actually do anything to support my own recovery. I just did what I was told. And years ago in program, they used to tell you how to blow your nose. They don't do that anymore. You're supposed to take it upon yourself to find a sponsor, someone that has what you want, and ask them how they're achieving it, and do the same thing. Well, it doesn't say that. It just says, ask them how they're doing it. If you ask them how they're doing it, and if you don't do what they tell you, how do you expect to do the same thing? Anyway, I just... I came back that time and I got very involved in the program. And and kept my weight off. I, I was going to five or six meetings a week and I kept my weight off. But I wasn't doing it on purpose. I just did it because that's what I had to do. And then... I met a man and fell in love with him. And uh, after my divorce, I was single for almost 11 years. And then I met this man, and he just kind of swept me off my feet. I I never, I didn't, I don't think I was ever truly in love with my husband. After I met Joe, I knew that, if this was the way it was supposed to be, it hadn't been that way with Howard. Anyway, I, uh, he and I were together for 13 years. After we were together about six years, he had a stroke and he had to sit. He was bedridden basically for a long time and I chose to stay home with him rather than go back to meetings. And guess what? He was an alcoholic and a drug addict and eating was his way of getting through the day. So we became eating buddies, and uh, I put the weight back on, and he got sicker and sicker, and eventually um, we lost our house in the housing crash, and we ended up moving into this tiny apartment, and we I worked very hard and paid off all, all the debt, and we got back into a house. We moved into, uh, in, in 2013, we moved into that house the 28th of January, and and Joe passed on the 2nd of March. Ten days before he passed, he told me my mother was dying. I had my mother all those years, and uh, I loved her. She was one of my best friends in the whole world. And uh, she had a disease that was filling up her abdomen with fluid. The first time we took her to be drained, they took eight liters of fluid out of her abdomen. 
was eventually diagnosed as non-alcoholic sclerosis of the liver. Okay. She died in September of that same year. And before I could put her in the ground, the job that I had had all this time decided that my position needed to be eliminated. And I turned around an angry face at God and screamed and yelled and jumped up and down and couldn't believe that all of these terrible things had happened to me and how could he let this happen to me? And on and on and on and I got very righteously anger, angry and I sat in a dark room and played video games and ate. And my little friend who had taken me back to my first meeting came and said, Nancy, you have to drive me out to Thousand Oaks, which was like 45 miles from where I live because I want to go to a meeting out there and I don't have a ride today. And I bitched and complained, but I did it. And at that meeting, there was a gal who I had known for a very long time who spoke and she said she had learned how to reinvent her life to similar things that happened in her life. And I, I was like dumbfounded. How in the world did I think about myself? reinvent my life. That was easy enough to do, I thought. So I found a sponsor who demanded that I read and write every day. Now, I'm retired at this point, and I have to call her every morning at 6.40 in the morning with my food ready to go and my writing and reading from the day before. Well, kicking and screaming, I was, I was taught how to work this program one day at a time. For nine months, I did that. And then she decided that I she didn't want to really be bothered with me anymore for a number of reasons. Doesn't matter what it was, but I kept doing it. I found another sponsor. She's been my sponsor now for eight years, and I have continued. Um, I go to a class on Thursdays that's conducted by a, an alcoholic who's sober many many years, and it's he's. He's taking us through the big book, through the steps. It's amazing. I am learning so many things. I have found that the AA 12 and 12 is the most profound book in the world. I read it with a friend of mine and together, and we, I, I just, I, I'm just dumbfounded half the time. Gosh, why didn't I know about this earlier? I wouldn't have been able to know it or hear it earlier, but I just did it. I just, and I do it every day. I have a certain routine that I follow now. I get up, I do my steps, I do my prayers. I write a letter to God, or I write on whatever I read, but I do some, I, I work with my program every day. And it's a long, hard pull because I'm 72 years old. I have type 2 diabetes. I have had a valve replaced in my heart. My knees are so bad I can't stand or walk very far. But I've never been happier in my entire life. After my mother died, I inherited her home. And she had invited my younger son and his wife and their children to come stay here after my dad died with her. Because she didn't want it, she was afraid to be alone, and they needed a place to stay, so it worked out for them. Well, the baby, who was a baby when I moved in here, she was just a couple of months old, just turned nine. 
and I have watched these little kids learn to walk and talk and go to school, and one of them, bless his heart, is autistic, and his mother fought hard and got people to help him. We had two girls here four hours a day, six days a week, when he, from the time he was three. And today, if you were to meet Jack outside of his in his school or wherever, you would you would think maybe he's maybe got a little of attention problem, but you wouldn't think anything else. He's brilliant. He just he's amazing. And my granddaughter, I have a granddaughter. I never wanted a girl. I wanted two boys, and I got two boys, and I never wanted a girl. I thought girls were too hard. I remember what I was like at 15. I didn't want to deal with that. But she's amazing. Like I said, she just turned nine. She's going on 19, but she just turned nine. She's an amazing child, and she just brings so much joy to my life. I have got joy on all sides. Yes, things are hard sometimes. There's bad days. There's good days. I still miss my husband. He was my soulmate. And there's a picture of him on the wall that I talk to all the time. I don't know if he hears me. Sometimes I yell at him because he left me so soon. But the bottom line is I'm living life. I'm staying abstinent, and I'm living life. I have been able to give away just a little over 80 pounds since I've been back. It's very slow. I fight for each and every pound. I'm lucky if I get through three or four pounds a month. Normally, it's about two, but I don't care as long as the scale's going down. And uh, I've lost enough now that people are beginning to notice, people that haven't seen me for a while and say, my goodness, you've lost weight. It's not, you know, it doesn't show that much, but it shows enough for that to, to happen. People who see me on the Zoom screen go, oh, my goodness, you've lost weight. Does that, do you see that? You know, I'm amazed. I kept coming back. Even when I wasn't abstaining, I kept coming back. I never did the work. When I started doing the work, the weight started to come off. And it's hard. It's hard to do. But I continue it all the time. I, I Every day I'm working somewhere. I have this routine that I follow. I say my prayers in the morning. I have my prayers shift as I talk to my different people that I sponsor and things go on. But life is wonderful. And I never thought I could say that. For years and years and years, I hated the sun coming up. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to start a new day. I'm up at 5.30 most mornings. I never had to get up that early for work. I just come work. I'm, I'm ready to go. I spend some time in front of my computer working out my stuff. I talk to my God and I talk to... to my sponsees and I get on with my life and I managed to accomplish a great deal of things. Much more than I did years ago. But it's program. One of the things that I read in the 12 and 12, Bill W. was such an eloquent writer that nothing can happen until you have a spiritual life. You have to have some sort of a spiritual awakening. A lot of people don't believe in God. They don't have to believe in God. They have to have an awakening in their soul that they need something outside of themselves to accomplish what they want. We say it over, it is anonymous, that the only, the only 
requirement for membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. And if that's all you can agree to do, then do it. And take each step as it comes, one day at a time. That's not just a saying, that's an attitude. I cannot carry anger and grudges and jealousies and all the things that I carried as a young woman. I can't carry them anymore. I don't have time. I need to do what God's will is for me. And that's that's in front of me. And that's put in front of me on a daily basis. If I allow myself to hear it and understand. Thank you. So I work very hard at working my program for me. I have an amazing relationship with the three children that live here much better than I did with my own when they were growing up because I was too busy earning a living. I left their father when they were six and seven and I put them through school. <coughs> we had, I bought a house and I had a car and, you know, I had all that stuff that you have to have when you are raising children. And I didn't really have time for them to be like I have now. My 12-year-old grandson can come and talk to me about problems that he has. And he doesn't mind sharing his tears with me. He won't share them with his parents, but he doesn't mind sharing them with, <laughs> with me. Do you realize what a gift that is? To have this young man come and talk to me about the things that truly upset him. And he listens to what I have to say. Because he sees in, the, in, in, in my life the reflection of the love that I have for all of them. And God's given me the opportunity to do that. One day at a time. One day at a time. I keep coming back. I put only the food in my mouth I'm supposed to. Even though sometimes I'm not happy about it, I still do it. But the bottom line is, if you put your whole life and soul into this program, it will give you back a life beyond your wildest dreams. Roseanne was right. It's true. Thank you for letting me share. <laughs>